Hello, hello, this is Ali Talawe, and welcome to another Talk To Me About Food audio blog post. This one called Crowdsourcing the Future of Food Systems. The other day, I got up a bit earlier than usual to be part of a Zoom call put together by the United Nations Food Systems Summit. This event was open to anyone in the world with internet access, really. I guess 1300 hours Central European time works best to get all the time zones involved. I'm working on a Talk To Me About Food podcast episode about regenerative agriculture, an approach which implies a major disruption in the way our food system currently works, so my antennae have been up for big-picture, sustainability-focused resources like this UN-sponsored event. So the top line on this UN Food Systems Summit, in their words, The summit will awaken the world to the fact that we all must work together to transform the way the world produces, consumes, and thinks about food. It's a summit for everyone, everywhere. A people's summit. It's also a solutions summit that will require everyone to take action to transform the world's food systems. The summit is to be held in the spring of 2021, and there are five action tracks each with a public forum and a discussion starter paper. First track is to, well, it says to ensure access to safe and nutritious food for all. The second is shift to sustainable consumption patterns, and that's the one that I attended. Boost nature, positive production, advance equitable livelihoods, build resilience to vulnerabilities, shocks, and stress. These are the five action tracks, and there are dialogue sessions all along the way to the summit that also are open to the public, and a champions network where anyone can join, and it gives them a starter guide, a starter toolkit of sorts. What really strikes me about this campaign is not so much the scope and scale of the UN Food Systems Summit goals. The UN is always about lofty ambitions but the strategy to directly engage as many people as possible around the world. The UN is trying to crowdsource ideas to fix or improve food systems. They're hoping to create organizers and advocates at every level of engagement who will themselves catalyze this crowdsourcing effort. This campaign is looking for input on so many fronts. One of the work streams I made note of is focused on improving the product experience of healthy, sustainable food. So the taste and satiation, price value, convenience, and other things, but also sparking consumer motivation to eat this way and enabling consumer capability to make more nutritious and delicious food. Clearly, there are many ways to contribute to this crowdsourcing effort based on your experience and your interests. The day after the Zoom call, I watched a recorded UN Food Summit dialogue held in October. It was a four-hour affair that featured people from all walks of life weighing in on the future of food systems. Davida Davison is one example. She works with the Food Lab in Detroit. She is a connector in this community and working to improve consistent, continuous access to quality food. She just bubbles with enthusiasm for the blueprint they've developed in Detroit. The UN outreach effort feels genuine. I'm sure it provides a platform for companies and institutions of all stripes to boast about all the good work they're doing and plan to do in the future. At the same time, I felt fresh energy in the voices of optimistic and maybe just a bit naive voices 
being asked to take the microphone and share their screens. Now that I'm primed, I'm starting to see examples of this effort to more broadly share responsibility or accountability for how we feed ourselves in other places. Just this week, Unilever announced that shareholders will vote. Yes, the shareholders will vote at next year's annual meeting on the company's plans to cut greenhouse gas emissions to net zero by 2030 and to also cut in half the environmental impact of its products. Unilever sells $20 billion worth of food products every year. A rancher, farmer, and ag consultant I interviewed plainly called the movement to regenerative agriculture a grassroots effort that will only succeed if each of us demands food grown and raised in this way. He said that the current farm bill is a barrier to change, but that government policy will not be the change driver. The onus, he says, is more on the farmer and the citizen eater. As I think about the sustainability-focused podcasts I've produced, I see that they also point to the need for us as consumers to take on more of what it takes to feed ourselves, whether it's doing more to reduce food waste at home, making more meals at home from scratch, shopping with reusable containers, for example, or, or growing some of your own food. These all take time and effort, and in some cases, a willingness to learn things like meal preparation skills. We have to be willing to give up some of the convenience many of us rely on when it comes to feeding ourselves. And we'll also likely have to pay more, at least in the short term, for food that's grown and distributed in a sustainable way, seems to me. Are these individual sacrifices worth making to enjoy more nutritious, healthier, better tasting food for everyone, and not to mention a healthier planet? Well, we're being asked to stand up and be counted one way or the other. I don't think too many of us can allow ourselves to be on the sideline. 